and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have a very special guest for you, Dr. Mimi Sakura, who is a nurse practitioner and a national speaker and educator, plus number one international best-selling author and a fitness and health advocate. Dr. Mimi Sakura is in business with her daughter as Coach Cat and Dr. Mimi, and their passion is helping stressed out nurse practitioners and busy professionals become healthier, more confident and successful. She has worked for 41 years as a family nurse practitioner specializing in women's health. In 2015, at the age of 61, Dr. Sakur earned her doctorate in nursing practice degree from uh, Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions in Utah. The following year, in 2016, she was in her first bodybuilding competition, making her debut at 62, placing her fifth in the figure over 40 category. And boy, oh boy, you have to check her out to believe it. What an inspiration. In November 2017, she was placed second in the over 50 category in her second competition and at the New England NPC Championship Bodybuilding Show in Boston. She has received several awards and also published extensively, including her new book, Debut A New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age. She has years of media experience, including as a national radio host on ReachMD and has also been a guest on Good Morning America, interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, Boston Globe and many others. Dr. Sukul has received several awards, including in 2013, a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Massachusetts Coalition of Nurse Practitioners. So that's a bit of a mouthful. It's now time to tap into this energetic and very inspiring human being. Enjoy. So today we have a special guest for you all the way from the US, Dr. Mimi Sakur. Welcome to I Am One Project. Thank you, Catherine. I'm thrilled to be on with you from Australia. Is that where you're That's it. We are today? based in Australia. Cool. Absolutely. Down under. Absolutely. And uh, I have to tell you, um, or for our listeners, uh, we were just having a bit of a chat and I just, uh, if only you could see... Dr. Mimi Sikor, I'm going to say in a French accent, uh, she looks absolutely fabulous. I mean, like fabulous for her age. Mm. 
And uh, so let's get into that. For those that don't know you, let's unpack your story and how you got to where you got to. Sure. Well, Catherine, I've been a nurse practitioner for 41 years. I started when I was 22 years old. So I'm much like kind of a combination between a nurse and a doctor. We can prescribe, we can treat, we can diagnose. And I've just loved that career. And through those time, through those years, I've always wanted to earn my doctoral degree. So at the age of 59, when my friends are getting ready to retire, I tell my husband, honey, I want to go back to school and earn my doctorate degree. So I did. But the very first semester, I, I was so stressed out. I wasn't sleeping well. I was pigging out on carbs. I was gaining weight, and it was just dreadful because I was so stressed. I was worried every time I'd read the assignment, I was going to fail. Um, it was very challenging. And my daughter, who's 29 now, was with us at the time prepping for a bodybuilding show. She's a professional bodybuilder and a trainer and a coach. And she confronted me and she said, mom, what are you doing? I said, honey, I don't even have time to talk with you. She goes, no, mom, what are you doing? You're a nurse practitioner. You're supposed to be a role model. Why are you not coping better? Uh, You should be able to cope with stress. If you can't, who can? I can help you though. So just let me help you. And I said, really, honestly, honey, I, I don't have the time for this conversation or for your help. But I thought about it and I had like a eureka moment. I thought to myself, she is right. I'm a total hypocrite that I'm not a healthy role model for my family, for my patients, for my community. This is not right. So I just sunk my teeth into the project of getting healthy with her help during my doctoral program, which was the most stressful time of my life. And miraculously, Following this system, I graduated a little under two years later, having lost 30 pounds and 12 inches of fat off my belly, and I was in the better better physical shape of my life, the best physical shape of my life. So what do you think of that? I think that's really amazing. I just I just still can't get over how well amazing you look. Like it's absolutely amazing. So the shift was obviously the inspiration was your daughter. Yes, and reminding me that I needed to be an inspiration to my and a role model to my patients mm. and my community and my family. What's more profound than that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And talk us through, so I was asking, for our listeners, well, I was just asking um, before, like, what does your day look like? Uh, how often do you train and so forth to keep the beautiful body that you have? Oh, gosh, Catherine. Well, it's interesting because what I didn't mention is that a year later, after I graduated with my doctoral degree, I was in my first bodybuilding show. And we decided, why not raise the bar on my health and fitness level? My daughter had sort of taken and given me a challenge. She said, Mom, you're getting so healthy and fit. Why don't you think about being in a show? If I go pro, why don't you be in a show? And I said, really? Are you serious? I'll be 62. Are you serious? But I decided to really consider it and see if I could get stage ready, as they say, which is pretty lean and very challenging for me. And wouldn't you know, I was ready to step on stage. That was 2016. Last November, I was in another show and came in second in the over 50 category, even though I was a good solid 10 years older than the other contestants. And I'm going to be in another one this this June, mid-June. So why I'm sharing that with you is that it really this journey has taken on a life of its own. And so my daily typical routine is probably a little different 
from an average person who just wants to get healthier and become more fit. So I, but I also, even though it's a little more strict than an average person, perhaps it's simple and easy to do. So there is a fallacy that to be a serious athlete, you need to give your whole life up. And basically I don't have that luxury. I travel nearly every single week as a public speaker, nurse practitioner somewhere around the United States. So I'm perpetually on the road, perpetually challenged because I'm always tired. I'm always looking for decent food. But the basic construct of my life is I eat protein every three hours. I keep carbohydrates minimal unless I'm working out. Muscles love carbohydrates. So they're your best friend when you're working out. Unless you're trying to lose weight, then sometimes we want to keep the carbs pretty minimal. But it, it, you don't have as a great weightlifting workout if you don't have any carbs on board because muscles need that energy. So every day I do some kind of weightlifting routine, Catherine. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have an injured knee, I would be doing some cardio. But I hurt my knee on a broken cardio machine in a hotel gym last October. Ooh. A week before I was supposed to step on stage in little stiletto heels. And I couldn't even stand, but I did get out on stage a week later and uh, it worked. So I've not been able to do as much cardio, but even cardio, you can become very, very um, compressed in terms of the time that it requires. If you do high intensity interval training, you can do your cardio in 15 minutes. So there, I'm busting the myth that it takes hours to do, to, to really elevate your level of health and fitness. Uh, this yeah. morning, I spent half an hour in the gym, and I did a great arm workout, but I didn't rest a lot in between. I just kept going biceps, triceps, biceps, triceps, and I probably did a an hour workout if I had rested. Mm. I mean, there's but, the, a lot of research now, too, and a lot of, that you don't need to do half an hour or an hour, 15 minutes, uh, every even every second day, as long as they're high-intense uh, and a combination, yeah, yes. high intensity, and a combination as well. So if you are able to, because I love to run, but my husband always tells me that running isn't that fantastic for you. Uh, and then he talks about, you know, I think mm. we were talking about it beforehand. You know, kettlebells and these other forms of exercises that can really um, help tone your body up. And I just want to say for our listeners, for those out there, for for all of us out there that have a little bit of flabby skin, <laughs> um. I um, was just told that we can actually get rid of flabby skin just from doing weights. Yes. Yeah. We- and I think that is an incredible, incredible, uh, miraculous intervention. So when I had lost weight, I had all this loose, sharpe skin. You can imagine it hanging over my bra line, hanging under my upper arms. You know that. You know, mm. it can sort of throw you off when you're driving in traffic, that flop, that floppy. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Loud and clear. Skin. And it tightened up over the, about a year and a half. Mm. And it, I used to have a huge floppy abdomen. And now it's, you saw it flat. Yeah. Flat. So weightlifting can do that without surgery. Yeah. But people have to be patient and generally people are not so patient. That's so true. So can <laughs> I ask you, you were saying that you actually do a lot of tours where you do a lot of talks. If you don't mind me asking, what kind of talks do you, um, or what do you talk about? Well, my past history and my, my greatest area of knowledge is in women's health. So that's usually what I'm speaking on at conferences, whether it's sexually transmitted infections, contraception, pregnancy, menopause, but now I'm delving into a lot more on health and fitness mm. and doing 
many more keynote addresses related to health, fitness, stress, mindset, a lot of what you're interested in too, I'm very interested in. Mm, yeah, getting the mindset. And I think that there's a lot of research now that talks about, you know, people that, because there's such an increase of, you know, stress, anxiety and depression. And the way to battle that is to exercise. But then you'll hear people go, but I don't have the energy to exercise. But hang on a minute, if you do exercise, it's actually going to take away some of that anxiety, depression and stress that you go through. So it's kind of like, Exactly. Very well put. <laughs> it's true. Very well put. It is the drug of choice. I don't like prescribing medication for patients. I don't like taking medications myself. I would much rather solve my health issues through exercise, eating healthy, stress reduction, mindset. And that really leads me into my improbable journey led me to wanting to share my journey, mm. Catherine, with, with people. So yeah. I decided to write a book. Yeah. Talk us through that. Well, it's kind of interesting because I wrote this book of my about my improbable journey and then about 8 months ago I rewrote it completely because I realized that what I really wanted to do is help people change their lives. I didn't want to just tell my story. Mm. So I threw out 90% of the content that I had written and rewrote it so it's more of a how-to guide. People can open the book any page and get concrete pearls pearls that they can apply immediately to their lives. And I think that makes it really valuable. Mm. Are you happy to share some of those pearls with us? Absolutely. So, well, some pearls are as simple as when you're hungry, have you thought about when you last ate and maybe you're thirsty instead of hungry? Maybe you need a glass of water like I'm drinking right now. Yeah, I've maybe, heard that before. Maybe you're hungry because you have some mindset issues you've not addressed and you're comforting yourself with food. And that's, again, why I put so many different chapters in my book related to mindset. Mm. Uh, I think it's critically important for people to do their, just like we clean our houses, we need to clean our minds. We have to do our housekeeping in our minds and get rid of negative thoughts and get rid of negative habits, negative patterns that don't serve us. Mm. And clean our cupboards out, I think, too. Yeah, the cupboards, exactly. Oh, gosh. Because I think that I do that. I think that I know that I – my husband actually pointed it out. He said, do you know that when you get bored or when you have – like I do a lot of writing, but he goes, I notice that sometimes you'll go down the stairs and you'll hover in the pantry. And I do. I'll (laughs) hover in the pantry and then it's just a habit I got myself into and then I'll grab – you know, a piece of dark chocolate or something and then come back upstairs. Mm, yummy. But I didn't realize I was doing that until he pointed it out. <laughs> well, maybe what exactly. So sometimes other people have to help us understand what these loops are that we have that maybe aren't serving us. But Catherine, dark chocolate is wonderful in small quantities. So go yeah. for it. Yeah, that, that's the trick, small quantities. <laughs> but as you mentioned, exactly, well, that is a problem. Uh, I have had to ask my husband to keep his stash of goodies out in our garage oh, because there's cute. something about it being out of the kitchen that really helps me not not eat it and not crave it as much, although sometimes I do remember that there are goodies in the garage. <laughs> That's, and I'll go foraging, which is not good. I love that. Absolutely love that. That's great to put, take it out of it. Well, I actually don't buy. I mean, I've got my, my son, obviously he still is with us and he still likes his goodies, but I try to, oh. like I, I say, keep it in your room or away from me. Yeah. Away from you. <laughs> Completely away. 
So I do have a question um, because I know that some people, you know, they get really excited at the start. You know, they'll get a gym membership or gym equipment and get really, really excited. And then, you know, they they start going to the gym and, uh, you know, they start building a little bit of muscle, but then the sustainability just drops. So how does one stay committed? I mean, I have a look at you, what you've achieved in a short time, really, when you think about it. How does one remain committed? Well, that's a complicated question, Catherine, and it's really the premise of my entire book, but it has to start with 100% commitment. If you don't value yourself, if you don't fully believe in yourself, you're not all in, then when the going gets tough, you're going to ditch the gym. You have to be all in. So that, I think, is the first step, and that may require therapy. It may require coaching. It may require self-reflection. I think that's probably the biggest piece. But the other piece that happens around New Year's resolutions is that people bite off too much. They decide they're going to reconstruct their whole lives in order to get healthier, and it's too much. They can't sustain it. So another piece of my book is start small. And if you have a goal, chop it up into small pieces that are easier to to nibble on, so to speak, easier to work on day by day. So maybe you start with a little more sleep and a little more water. And just hold that for a while. Mm -hmm. Don't even change what you're eating. Just begin to have some healthier habits. And I think something people don't really understand is the science behind developing healthy habits and breaking bad habits. And Mm. something I love is the science behind habit stacking. Have you heard of that? No. It's when you take something like brushing your teeth which you do every day, you're not going to not do it. Mm -hmm. And you attach a new habit to it because you're going to brush your teeth no matter what. How about drinking more water? How about if you put a glass of water near your toothbrush the night before and then when you see it in the morning, brushing your teeth is going to trigger you to drink that glass of water. That's an example of habit stacking. You take a habit that's good and you stack some new habits on it. Mm. Yep, I have heard heard of that. And also from a mindset perspective too, I had this conversation just the other day with my mother, Uh, you know, a diet, when people go, I'm going to start a diet, it's short-lived. But if you say okay. lifestyle, it's got such, it's got a longer term because uh, it's a lifestyle, it's forever rather than diet. And the thing totally. that I, I talk about, because you, obviously we were both very similar from a mindset perspective, is when you say, okay, starting on Monday, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to give up <laughs> sugar, for example. What happens on Monday? Monday comes and all you do is crave sugar. And it's exactly. because from an unconscious point, of you, the greatest part of your mind speaks the language of pictures. So if you're thinking, I'm going to give up whatever that is, that's mm-hmm. the picture your mind sees and therefore it craves totally. it even more. So really you should be replacing that picture with what is it that I'm going to be doing? Not giving up, exactly, but what is exactly. it I'm over- moving towards, not moving away from. It's all about abundance rather than deprivation, Catherine. Yeah. And that that is a critical concept. Even how the language we use, the mm. word diet is die with a T on the end. Yeah. Cheat meals. What is what is cheat meals? I refer to any uh, increase in calories as I have one what I call treat meal a week where I have more carbohydrates than during the rest of the week to boost my metabolism. I call it my treat meal because I think we should banish negative vocabulary from our our minds because especially as female we have a lot of negativity in our own minds about ourselves and we just have to stop that Mm. 
Yeah, my husband does. He has cheat days on a Saturday. He calls them cheat tell days. Him it's a treat. Tell him treat, it's a treat day. Treat. I'm going to say that. Because it implies that. such a such a much more positive attitude. I look forward to it all week, and I think very positively about it. Versus if I referred to it as a cheat meal, that's such a negative connotation. Oh, spot it's, on. It just really flips me out. Oh, love it, <laughs> love it. So through your journey, what has been some of your greatest lessons? I think some of my, one of my greatest lessons is that it is worth prioritizing yourself. And as a nurse, nurse practitioner, I am used to meeting everyone else's needs and mine last. And it took me a lot to get over the guilt I felt when I would go to the gym and spend time on myself. I know I still squirm a little bit, but I have it automated now. So I know that if I work out, I'm going to be happier I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to be better in my relationship with the world. So you can't serve from an empty vessel. We try. We try very hard. I am out in the world all the time. I see people trying to do that. It's not a pretty sight. What I want to help people do is live a joy-filled life. They feel healthy. They feel confident. They're going to be automatically more successful because they're feeling joy in their heart instead of misery. Yeah, I hear that that it's a kind of a big of a, a bit of a pain point with um, a lot of the women, especially women that have children. They tend to be very, you know, uh, looking after their children, the husband, the house, the food, and so forth. And when it comes to them, they don't have enough energy to look after them. Where reality is, right. they should be looking after themselves first, and then exactly. the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, find a gym where they have daycare so you can work out and your kid is also able to have fun. I mean, there are ways to kind of work around this. And like we were talking about, Catherine, sometimes just small increments of time. When I told my daughter I wouldn't be able to go to the gym with her all the time, she bought me a bicycle for the living room. And she said, read your papers on this bicycle. Don't give me that excuse. And it was not expensive. I think she ordered a bicycle for $150 from Walmart Mm. and it was indestructible. It was absolutely the best stationary bicycle. (laughs) It was shocking. So where there is a will, there's a way, but you've got to be creative. I think another piece of the missing link in my life is thinking I could do it alone. I tried for over four decades to do it alone. Knowing what I should do, we all know what we should do, but unless you have a network, a support system, you have people helping you, it's so easy to fall off the wagon. We're not as we're not accountable to ourselves as well as we are accountable to others. So now I have a whole village of accountability. I have a number of coaches and I have friends at the gym and I have friends out in the world and I'm very much on Facebook and that keeps me accountable because I don't want to turn into a marshmallow frump on Facebook. I want to keep my image, my physical healthy image. I want that for myself, but I also don't want to fall off the wagon and and look like I failed. Mm, So that's accountability. I think that's a really good point too, what you were talking about. I mean, if you help people um, online, because not everybody likes to go to the gym. I'm one of those. I actually do not like going to a gym. So hence why I'll run or, and I've got now a home gym, but, um, which Thank really you. my husband's put together, but and I'll use it every Wonderful. now and then. But um, I'm one of those people. I don't like to go to the gym. So for those people that, for our listeners that don't like going to the gym, there are other options, aren't there? So maybe yes. talk us through some of so, those options that you and your so daughter do. Find, yeah, absolutely. Find what you like. Do you like to exercise outdoors? Go walking, running, hiking, snowshoeing. 
bicycling, find something that you like. I live near the ocean and I love nothing more than bicycling near the ocean or walking near the ocean. So you can find something that floats your boat. You can get a bicycle now for your house. That's the Peloton system. You can pick a ride in Australia to watch while you bicycle. How wonderful is that? Mm. So I advise people, find something you like so you'll stick with it. Like you wouldn't stick with it, Catherine, if you were going to a gym and you hated it. You didn't like going to gyms. No. I... But I will put a plug in. You do need to use your home gym and lift weights because otherwise when you're running, you're only really helping your lower body. And as we get older, if we want to keep ourselves from falling and breaking something and dying, we need to keep a strong core and strong arms. We want to prevent osteoporosis. And one of the best ways to do that is to lift weights. And that really has to be total body. So I'm putting a plug in. When mm. do we start losing muscle mass and bone mass? When? You know? so, when? Well, I, is, would it be through once we start menopausing? Ways earlier than that. 30 years old oh, is serious? when we start losing bone mass and muscle mass. Is that shocking? So That's unless shocking. we're lifting weights, unless we're lifting weights and doing resistance training, it is a gradual decline and it's accelerated in menopause, unfortunately. So so for um uh, our listeners, once they get on the uh, either Facebook page or your website and they see what you look like at your age, which is astonishing, how long did it take mm. you to get to that? I've been at this for three years, a little over three years, and I had zero muscle to show for it for probably the first good year and a half, probably good year and a half. I'd flex my arm muscle and you saw nothing except, you know, skin. <laughs> it's just, it's a slow process to actually see muscle, especially when you're postmenopausal and mm. especially when you're not taking any in the sport, they call it gear when people are taking steroids. Yeah. And I take nothing except some vitamins and vitamin D and supplements. So I'm going to have a slower response to my program, but I have a coach that believes in very minimal, if no, uh, no supplements. So I love that. I mean, he's all about natural and that really floats my boat. That's what I'm all about too. I love the way you keep saying it floats my boat. I feel like <laughs> I should be jumping on a boat with you right now. I don't think I've said that in a long time. It just kind of came to me today. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Maybe it's the Australian-American thing. Maybe yeah, I'm trying, yeah. To, uh, trying to get closer. Absolutely, absolutely. So the other thing that we love to ask our woman of inspiration is pain points. Do you go through any pain points when it comes to business or life that you have to deal on a day-to-day basis? And, and, and if so, what are your solutions? I have pain points all the time because I live in a state of chaos because I'm constantly traveling. So I have decided this year, this is my year of kind of minimizing that angst. Like I used to perseverate over packing and really get anxious the day of the day before my travel. So guess what? On this trip a week ago, I started packing so that today, this is my day before my travel tomorrow. I have a lot of meetings, a lot going on, but I am way more relaxed than normal. Normally, I would just be like a little bit crazy. And that affects your family. It affects your loved ones. Mm. So I'm this year all about my relationships and behind the scenes relationships. I don't want to have a public persona that's incongruent with my home 
um, situation. So I'm really working on my relationships at home and it's made a huge difference. I thought the problem was with everybody else, but it's really me Mm. and my loved ones are responding to my changes. Mm. So that's a big one. Just being more proactive in managing my travel. Yeah. Oh, I hear you loud and clear. I can relate to that one. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it does, it's not too, um, I think that, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't mind traveling. It's just that when it does take you away from your family, you do have, uh, it's different. You know, you don't have your family around, you don't have your support around, you don't have your own bed, your own pillows, those kind of things. And that those little things actually we take for granted. It's not too we're being taken out of our environment that we appreciate all these little things. Oh my gosh, your routine, where you put your stuff. And imagine people, I'm moving my cheese around every single week. Yeah. I am traveling. I was home three weeks. That's just unheard of for me. I was like, golly, I'm just rattling around the house in this routine. I love the routine. I'm not used to it though. It was kind of funny. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. So what advice would you give your younger self? So my younger self, I would say to my younger self, do your homework in your mind. Get more help. Don't just lean on yourself. Uh, Reach out and get the help you need. Create a network of support and spend more time enjoying your life and also loving yourself. You know, get rid of that negativity in your life and, you know, create a system of accountability that's, you know, supportive and loving. And that would have helped me, I believe, prevent myself from yo-yoing through life and also being so stressed. Yeah. So stressed. I think that too, when we talk about creating a support system, that's that's something that we talk about. Some people, uh, you know, I guess they're introverts and they're all they're shy. So they don't, you know, they're kind of like homebodies. And uh, what advice would you give those kind of people? Well, I see introverts at the gym. I see introverts out in the world. And they're just going to have a, a different way of interacting with the world. Their support system is going to look differently. And they're going to know when they feel supported because they're going to have more success in their lives. So it may be an animal that gives them support. It may not be a person talking and a person staring at them eye to eye. I like eye contact more than my husband does. And I, I'm getting that now. I used to just think it was a, fa- I just thought he didn't love me. But I get that he, you know, he's a little less comfortable with that. So I think introverts just have to know what floats their boat, mm-hmm. what um, kind of system works for them and, and get it. It's hard for people to reach out and get what they need. Yeah. We often think even in relationships that our partners should know magically what we want and what we need. And we need to lovingly express our needs. So true, so true. But then there's that level of, you know, guilt as well sometimes, I think, oh, yes. especially oh, yes. especially in women. And guilt is almost like a default position, I think. Oh, it is. Because mm. we can't win because we can never really meet all the demands on our lives. It, it's an imperfect system. Yeah. We are very, very much over-demanded in our lives yeah so true very true so the other thing that we love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand so what would be that one word for you for me it would be inspiration yes well after seeing you today absolutely (laughs) and inspiration god i'm already thinking about how i'm going to shift my my um great my model of my world when it comes to exercise that's for sure Great. Mm. Well, and I think that um, that really is a piece of my book, Debut a New You. But it, that book is, is, my book is way more. It's a tangible guide that people can use to change their lives. 
in simple, easy ways that if they stick with it, they'll see huge change over time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a monster, complicated program to see these enormous changes over time. I'm a good example of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to make huge changes. I barely had time to get my homework done. And I love the fact that you've got on there, it's transforming your life at any age. So obviously this has really helped with menopause too, correct? Or you haven't probably even experienced it. Oh gosh, I'm way beyond menopause. I'm 10 years out. Out, I'm 63 years old, so I've been menopausal for probably in excess of 10 years. Do you think exercise helped you out though? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely changed my life. Mm. So the other thing that we love to ask our women of inspiration to leave our listeners with three Oh, what can we talk? Three shiny golden nuggets. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? I know that I submitted you three, but I'm I'm gonna kind of change them up a little bit. And yeah. one is to prioritize yourself. Yeah. I think that's critically important to prioritize yourself. You're gonna meet your demands in the world with more love in your heart and feeling healthier. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Number two would be probably support, to create the support you need. And for me, I had to hire a a trainer. I had to have somebody helping me learn to lift weights and keep me accountable around my fitness program, especially where I travel so much. So it's someone I check in with, someone that supports me, someone that's helping me figure out my stubborn, stubborn metabolism. I actually was at the same weight for six months at one point, and I didn't give up. Now, Mm. most people get upset when they don't change their weight over a week or two. So imagine if you had that kind of stubborn metabolism. So when I say I can can really empathize with people, I mean it. Um, I think the other, the third piece of what I think is critically important for people is to appreciate how important preparation is. We think we can just go to work and figure out our eating and our exercise. It'll just sort of magically happen. But we know it's hard when you go to work. It's hard to when you travel to eat healthy. So if you can just spend a little time in preparation with food, with making appointments with yourself to go to the gym when you're going to exercise, just like we make medical appointments. I make appointments for everything now. I made a reminder that we were going to be meeting several times today, reminders to check your website, to do this, to do that, to prepare my notes. And the little alarm would go off in my phone and I'd be like, oh yeah, I know I've got to do that right now. So I schedule almost everything now. I even schedule date night. Mm-hmm. And it gives me something to look forward to all week, gives my husband something to look forward to as though we weren't married, you know, it like mm-hmm. brings the excitement back to the relationship. Absolutely. So I would tell people, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And when mm-hmm. my daughter first said that to me, I was mad at her. I was like, Oof. I, I fought every suggestion she gave me. Uh, but now she'll be writing a book and I'll be helping with her with her book. And what I often say, Catherine, is that I gave birth to her. But she gave birth to my transformation, and I'll be forever indebted to her. Wow. That's, I've got goosebumps. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you. I love fail to prepare and prepare to fail. There's one thing I, that you mentioned, weight. It's not – and that's, I think, I think that people get it wrong when you're – especially when you're exercising, especially when you're doing weights. It's not about the weight because muscle weighs more than fat. So in actual fact, sometimes you might be working out and you might not be losing uh, weight, but you're definitely losing inches. Or feeling better and feeling better in your clothing. So 
my daughter, she's writing a book, and her one of her draft titles, which I just love, is F the Scale. I love F that. F the Scale. <laughs> I love that. Because we all, most women, hate the scale. Yeah. And what we have to remember is that it's just one indicator, and it's not linear. What you eat today is not going to be accurately reflected in your weight tomorrow. Yeah. So women really need to learn this and believe it. And look at other parameters. If you're eating healthy and you're exercising, F the scale. You're doing what you should be doing. And keep maintaining it. Why would you give up? And that's the problem with diets. People want an endpoint. We are talking, when we're talking about lifelong health, we're talking about sustained changes that you can make, foods that you like, exercise that you like, that you can maintain over time. Mm. That's critical for people. I threw my scales out, oh, I think it was 18 months ago, threw them out completely. Yeah, absolutely. So where can our listeners find you? What would be the best place to find you? Well, one of the wonderful things that I've just created is a new app. They can actually download my app on their phone. How cool is that? What's the app called? I'm going to get it. (laughs) It's just just me. So you text Dr. Mimi. D-R-M-I-M-I, and the number is 36260. Okay. 36260. So text Dr. Mimi, it's not case sensitive, to 36260. And that will take you to the option of joining my mail list, going to my website. You can even set up a 15-minute free consultation with me if you're interested in transforming your life. Uh, it's just kind of a cool new age thing. Love it. Absolutely And on my it. website, mimisecor.com, you can order my book and get a signed copy. Love you can it. also get one through Amazon, but why not get a signed copy? Absolutely. Why not get a signed copy? <laughs> Thank and you. And you can follow us on Facebook too, Catherine. That's always fun. I love seeing people on Facebook. Yeah, are you have you got a, a Facebook group? I do. And it's with my daughter and it's called Coach Cat, K A T and Dr. Mimi. Yeah. That's where we have our dedicated information on health and fitness. That's where we announce courses that we're doing. Love that's a it. great place. Yeah, it's a love great it. place to go. I think you'll get a kick out of it. And I just love working with my daughter. Mm. We're working hard on our relationship and it's really paying off. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You are such an inspiration. And for our listeners, really check her out. She's amazing. And um, I can't wait to actually do some more work with you. You've really inspired me today. So thank you so very much. Thank you, Catherine, so much. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. 
You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.